morning to our viewers here. Episode nine with Coach Goodale after a, a week layoff, June fifth. Um, feeling good, man. I had a I had a great trip to Oklahoma last week. That was main mainly the reason we had to take off of of the show. And I was training out there with the uh, Oklahoma RTC, which is a part of Oklahoma University, which was real exciting. But other than that, man, we've had a crazy crazy world we're living in in the last two weeks and i'm i'm really excited to give hopefully a lot of viewers a lot of Rutgers fans a lot of wrestling fans just maybe an hour maybe a little bit more just time little positivity about wrestling little talk about wrestling distraction from it all um but remember you guys could call in and join us face to face as well watching on air and um just download the free fan cred app on your phone iphone and press the green fan line button on the bottom right of the screen once you download the app. Our producer will get you on with us, and you could ask us live questions, or you could just type in your questions in the comments, and uh, we'll we'll roll right off them. Uh, but Coach Goodell, how you been in the last week and a half, two weeks? I'm doing good, man. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been crazy. I, I look forward to uh, talking about your trip for sure. We're gonna have a, a couple of our guys, uh, our current athlete, call in, a former athlete call in and a, a big time fan call in. So we want this episode to be really fan driven. So ask those questions, give us something to go off of. Um, obviously it's a crazy time in our, in our country right now. And uh, we'd probably be a little reminiscent if we didn't, you know, we, we'd be off base if we didn't touch on it a little bit. Um, I'll just, I'll just go off of, we had a team meeting to discuss the issue of race in our country. And we had about 30 guys on and our whole staff and, uh, that's just how we handled it. Gave our guys an opportunity to talk, and I obviously opened it up. And uh, you know, with everything going on, it just got you thinking. And you know, going back to when I was a kid, and see, my college roommates were were men of color. I had two college roommates that were black. Um, I've coached a ton of them. I never even looked at it that way. And I always said that I never see color. And uh, I told my team that that's on me. That's my fault. I should see color because. They live differently, man. They live differently than you and I. And, you know, a lot of those guys talk about being afraid when they go out. I had a great conversation with Rajon Gross uh, the other night, and he kind of just spilled the way he's grew up and feeling. And and we never want to have that feeling in our wrestling room, in our program. And uh, so I want to be a voice of, of reason to them. I want them to have, you know, a voice of change. I want there to be change. And we'll give them that outlet. And, again, we had a great team meeting. A lot of guys talked. And, uh, a lot of guys stayed quiet, and that's fine, too. And the biggest thing for us, really, I've learned is, is just to listen right now, listen to what those guys are feeling. And and uh, But I'm part of the problem, man. I've been part of the problem because I've never seen color. I've just seen, you know, guys I wanted to coach, guys I wanted to be around my whole upbringing, every sport I played in Jackson. Uh, I had black guys on my team, and I didn't think anything of it. And uh, maybe I should, and going forward, I will, and always give those guys a voice. And, and I leave it at that. I leave it at that. From here on out, I just listen. and and give them a platform to speak. Yeah, and um, I heard Devin McCourtney talking about it or one of the McCourtney brothers talking about it. Like sports, sports is a great outlet to like overcome all of this and to mm -hmm. unite and to put things aside and just have respect for one another for what you do and just to go achieve greatness. And uh, that kind of resonated with me when I heard him say that. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really good stuff. Really good yeah. stuff from him, really good stuff from you. Uh, you put a nice statement out, um, but it's just just some crazy times right now about it all. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like you don't have to put a statement out. Some people choose to say nothing, which is fine, and and they're getting ridiculed for that. So, 
I just wanted to. I was emotional about it. I, I spent time with my family talking about it. That's probably been one of the greatest things, sitting at a dinner table with my son and daughter and, you know, educating them. And my daughter's super, super mature about it. And, and you know, Zach's just learning because he's Zach's like me. He has friends who are black and plays with and thinks nothing of it. And I said, well, why don't you just reach out to him, see how they're doing? And he's just not at that age where he thinks he needs to. He just doesn't. So it's it's different. You know, there's different different emotions. I, I will say this. It's, it kind of sucks to see the way our country is still in that era, you know, and still in that like it's never left. It's been with us forever. So uh, I just feel, you know, I feel for those guys and uh, there's a right for them to be upset. And, and, and again, we leave it at that. I, I, there's so much to talk about today, man. There's so I'm excited about your trip. Uh, I'm excited about where you're at with your wrestling. Uh, we should probably touch on a little central Michigan came out with a statement from their athletic department which is certainly going to hurt yeah. Olympic sports going forward. Um, well, yeah, and, why don't we? Then, why don't Why don't we start right there? Uh, yeah, we were talking about that before coming on air here. You You got the statement on your phone, I think. I why do. You should read it to our viewers if people haven't seen it. But just the overview: Central Michigan University has uh, applied to the NCAA to try to, I guess, back away from their rules and standards of having sixteen um, sports for the division one program. So they're kind of at will to just kind of cut a program right yeah. now without being penalized, but good. To, uh, good. To, you could go ahead and read that. Yeah. Too. So just like you said, there's a rule you have to have, I, I believe it's 16 D one sports to be considered a D one pro, whatever the case might be, but I know you have to have 16 and I don't like the way. And again, I'm not, I don't know what other athletic departments go through. I've gotten trouble in saying stuff before about that. So I'm not, I don't like the way this is the first four words. I am happy to announce or the first five words that the NCAA division one council has approved central Michigan's request for a waiver of the minimum division one sports sponsorships requirements set forth in NCAA bylaw 2991. This waiver has been granted for 2020 through 21 and 2021 through 22 seasons in their academic years. We continue to research and determine the best course of action to return the department to full compliance. I want to thank the NCAA staff for making this an efficient process and for understanding the difficult decisions the COVID-19 pandemic has forced on our department to make. As I said, throughout this process, through my various conversations, I felt confident that everyone involved was understanding about our current financial situation and we look forward to returning to full compliance. So basically what, what that's saying is it's given them two academic years to, to get rid of a sport. And what is that sport, right? And you and I, from a wrestling standpoint, think wrestling's going to be chopped right away. So I don't know if that's the case. But we don't want to see any sports being cut. If yeah. Central Michigan's going to get this waiver, are other schools going to get this waiver? And uh, that's kind of my fear, you know. And again, to the Rutgers fans out there, I don't think – I don't think Rutgers is involved in it. I don't I think we're going to be fine and we're going to have to work our tails off. And it's a tough climate as far as raising money and your budget and all that. But uh, this is the first step and the first statement that has come out. And that kind of scares me. Yeah, I think it it potentially could be um, a snowball effect to other other small time, all small programs, small schools. You saw Old Dominion get cut and uh, mm -hmm. it just – makes you makes your gut turn a little bit if you're a wrestling fan if you're a division 
one wrestling fan, NCA wrestling fan, you know, you don't, we already, we already lost so many programs in the last 20, 25 years. You know, this is, uh, this is important to keep everyone that we still got. Um, I was, I was looking, I saw gymnastics, men's gymnastics is down to like somewhere in 10 to 15, 10 to 15 or somewhere, maybe even less, I forget, but it's like, yeah. definitely, it's definitely under 20 sport uh, division one teams. It's like, we can't let that, that effect keep rolling down downhill for us and having more programs cut. We need to, as a whole, just as a whole community, just like we fought the Olympic movement, we need to have fundraisers and be doing things, not just, not just that university as a whole of the wrestling community, we could do a lot more in, in helping these small time uh, programs out. Yeah, and I know, obviously, Coach Borelli at Central Michigan is one of the best coaches in the country. Uh, I'm sure he's ahead of this. I'm sure they're fundraising, uh, showing at least a, a front to say, hey, listen, wrestling's going to be fine. We could do this. We've raised this much money. I, I don't know that for sure. I'll know more later on this afternoon. But, yeah, we support him, and and that's all sports, though. I just think every coach just needs at this time to be super, super proactive in raising funds, and it's hard to do, right? It's hard. We're going through it now with our our challenge that we're trying to do for the SKWC. It's a, it's a difficult time. So hopefully they're out in front of it. It's a great wrestling tradition. You know that. You've wrestled guys from there. They got an incredible backing. Uh, there was a time they were the they were the school in Michigan, right? Michigan, Michigan State, Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan. They were they were the number one team out there. So it's a really really good program run by an incredible leader. So I. I hope they're going to be all right, but you just never know the agendas. And I just I worry that athletic athletic directors will hide behind this COVID nineteen. That's my biggest fear. It's a, yeah. it's an excuse. So that's that's my fear. And hopefully, Coach Borelli's out in front of it. Yeah, and uh, Casey Cunningham, Central yeah. Michigan as well, assistant coach for Penn State. Um, a lot of guys were uh, went through their historic program. Um, yeah. But like, as you were saying, we're doing that challenge for SKWC. You said on a phone call, maybe a confidential phone call, but sorry, I'll bring it up. Earlier this week, you were talking about moving forward just from times of this COVID, the COVID times right now, coaching is going to change. And I mean, co college coaching already wasn't just coaching wrestling already. You had to fundraise, talk to donors, talk to administration and do a lot of other things. But in your opinion, as a head coach moving forward, what are some of the things you're gearing your mind up for or you're preparing you're preparing to change maybe different habits that you have, whether it's uh, rela relationship based with your athletes and other people involved in the program, or it's uh, just different things that you're going to have to change moving forward. Man, it's a, it's a great question. It's a loaded question, right? Cause you can go in so many different areas here. Things are, have already changed. I can tell you now in this spring, it's the first time in 25 years I haven't coached wrestling or been in a room every day. And, and you use this time to jump levels and get better with your athletes. But I could, I could, I honestly could say this. It's the first time since I've been at Rutgers, right? 13 years that um, we've spent so much time with our incoming guys, developing relationships with these zoom calls. So that's been great. We've never had meetings with our incoming guys. They're on meetings with our current guys. We've never had those type of meetings. It was wrestle, worry about finals, wrestle, worry about finals. Wrestle, worry about university nationals. Wrestle, worry about Vegas, right? It was just go, go, go. And now we've tackled so many issues. We talked so much. We had, we've done so much more academically because it was all online. So maybe that's the way you go going forward. Maybe there's more of those meetings uh, where you're really, really locked in. I mean, we've talked everything about uh, team success, what that looks like, uh, uh, 
talking about heroes and your role models and responsibilities to a program from the staff on down. So all that stuff's been great. From a recruiting standpoint, I think it's been great. Same type of stuff and really getting to know the guys. You know, you get on a Zoom call with one recruit and four coaches. That's, I don't know, that could be intimidating. And they, as long as they orchestrate the call, you could have your strength. You could have everybody on there. So that's been great. It's been, you, you just develop so many more relationships compared to a three-hour visit to campus, right? So relationship building is going to have to be incredible. Uh, staying, for me, staying on point with your administration, your athletic directors, your sports uh, administrator, Carly, uh, really everybody. Now more than ever, Donnie and I were on a call with Dr. Bouchard, who has given us a whole new look what this looks like when we come back. From a testing standpoint, I can tell you this and our fans, Rutgers Athletics will probably be ahead of the game, right? Because, heck, we made the test. We could spit in a test tube and get it back in 48 hours and do it again two days later. And so we're, we're a little bit ahead of the game there. But what does that look like going forward? What are your practices like? How many people do you have in the locker room? Uh, you know, when you break a practice, some guys like to stay, which helps. Some guys like to get out of there because they got to go. Can't have a loaded locker room anywhere. So all that stuff starts to – changes and then the biggest thing right with this and i'll just speak on covid is you get sick and you don't know you're sick and you test positive you're out two weeks can you imagine for a wrestler in the middle of january boom two weeks right and then if you if you show signs of it and you're really like hurting you're asystematic now it's a month so picture you going through your national title run and you got to sit out a month because you tested positive you're not feeling good so Everything changes, man. Everything changes. And from a coaching standpoint, there's got to be incredible relationships and trust with your guys. They got to be responsible enough to tell you, I don't feel good. And you got to be, it ain't like, it doesn't matter. Fight through it. We need to go. You know, it's got to be like, all right, man, you need some time. Get the heck out of here and stay away. And and that's all you can do. Yeah. And the last like five to 10 years has set us up for that kind of, uh, that kind of thing, because, the athlete has changed a lot in the last five, 10 years in general. But um, just from what you said off that, I remember going back to my freshman year, looking at the seniors and being a little intimidated, uh, like in the locker room and things like that, and just wanted to meet, make a good impression on them. And uh, like you're saying, being in those conversations with the coaches early on, like sometimes when you're a freshman and the coach tells you to come to his office, you're like, you feel like you're going to the principal's office. So it's like, uh it's like that intro that you guys are getting to have breaking the ice with these freshmen and even with the probably older guys i'm sure they feel a lot closer than maybe they felt a year ago or six months before this um and they're probably able to express a lot more because they kind of probably feel safe behind the screen whether it be instead of being face to face so i'm sure you're getting a lot more honest feedback from your athletes and uh it could only be healthier for our program and a better better future for Rutgers. Yeah, no, you're right, man. You're right. There's been a lot more, at least it seems that way. You know, everybody's not afraid to be vulnerable and say what's bothering them, what's on their mind, what they're feeling. And then when we have these discussions and you're on a Zoom call, so you could see the people talk, but every one of our incoming guys is on there. It's pretty cool. It's, uh, yeah, there's there's been a lot more open open talk that we probably, and you probably even being with, well, you always had a great relationship with the staff. So you would come in with your with your morning coffee and sit and talk with us because we had that relationship and a lot of people have it and a lot of people don't. So this has kind of forced us to forge that relationship. And it's been, it's been really good. I got a question here. Which other programs do you think 
might be at risk for department. And like Anthony said, I think the smaller schools, the smaller schools that don't have a huge football income and a huge basketball income, uh, you know, I think Big Ten schools will be good. But, man, there's a lot of really, really good Division One wrestling schools that come from a Division Two background like Clarion, Lock Haven, Bloomsburg. Those are the three schools because I wrestled at Lock Haven, I think of right away. And uh, and they're both – or all three of them, I should say, are, are Edinburgh. You know, that's great wrestling. So I worry about the PSAC schools for sure. Um, and that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Anything else on here? Uh, yeah, we got one more question here. Um, have you heard anything about the Big Ten not or the Big Ten Network not reviewing its streaming deal with Flow Wrestling? And I saw it in a comment on Instagram on a post I was in or something tagged in. But uh, in, in my opinion, that stinks. But I think Flow Wrestling does great for the sport. And there's some athletes that kind of not not bash them or badmouth them, but just think that the athlete deserves more and I mean, look, without without Flow Wrestling, we don't get the coverage. We don't get more more wrestling on Big Ten Network. We don't get more wrestling on Pac-12 Network. We don't get any of that. We don't have Rockfin because Flow Wrestling started all that. And they, they came to tournaments when I was a kid, and I remember them coming to those tournaments, handing out shirts. And, I mean, for me personally, I have a connection with that. And being on the platform I'm on now, uh, they really can't do any harm in my eyes. Like, I'm I'm there to support them. And. If they want to pay me for things, that's great. And if they don't, that's also great. Like they, they, they provided a great platform for me. It does stink that Big Ten's getting cut, but I'm sure they'll cover it. Uh, well, with a lot of other coverage. Yeah, just being on that call because we had a Big Ten meeting a couple of weeks ago, and and we are Big Ten and Flow are definitely splitting up. Um, and the Big Ten Network has a huge plan, right? I think I mentioned on one of our shows, 300, 330 million minutes have been logged. Uh, from one season. So it's a lot of airtime and they want to do more. Uh, it, it's right up there with basketball. People view tune in to wrestling. And uh, so BTN wants to do more. So I think because they want to do more, they had to cut ties with flow. And I was a little bit locked into the conversation, but once they decided to cut, I it went on and on how flow can help us. We know what flow can do. Flow does some great things for us. Uh, but, you know, I just kind of sat and listened and the, the higher ups of the big 10, uh, network and the, the Big Ten Conference decided this was the way to go. So I'm sure there'll be a lot more for the Big Ten Network. And listen, no matter what, Flo's going to cover Big Ten wrestling, right? No matter what. Now, maybe they don't get the live Friday night match or the Sunday afternoon live match, but I think the Big Ten Network's going to try to cover that and uh, do more do more live broadcasts. So so we'll that's, see how that goes. That's exciting to hear. Hopefully the seasons yeah. are nor normalized next year where we could have that coverage. Um, yeah. We got a fan backstage right now. So let's uh, let's see. Yeah, let, let's take it. And then I want to answer Diane's when we get a, how has COVID-19 affected the SKWC? Uh, it's going to affect the, our club for sure. It's going to affect our program. Um, hey, Parati, oh. what's up? Morning, guys. Diane, I promise you I'm going to get back to that, Diane. Anthony Parati, two-time All-American joining us <laughs> this morning, man. Oh, how you, before – before we get into question and answering, yeah. yeah. I've got a magic mug. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got one for you. All right. I got to come pick it up. <laughs> Listen, before we get into some talk here real quick, I'm glad you called in. You you better be on point today because this is like a little bit bigger. This may be bigger than your, your blood rounds at the national tournament, this <laughs> golf match. 
dude. I you, love and it. you're going to be nervous and don't act like don't act dude, cool. This is a big match. You're playing with some hammers, <laughs> and I'm not one of them. So <laughs> we'll talk, baby. We'll talk. I, I dude, golfing is such a great. I know, and I know you golf too, but it's just a good getaway for like a couple hours. You know, it's so peaceful. It's so much different than wrestling. Like that intensity. But, you know, obviously we still bring that competitive vibe. And, you know, it's just fun getting out, you know. I, I don't even think we talk about wrestling when we're out there. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't. We it's, don't. Great. It's, great. it's about you're 147 yards out. You better stick this thing because you're on my team. Today, <laughs> better so. put this thing 10 feet. Too much. <laughs> so how you been, man? How's everything going? Where where uh, where are you at with your guys? You're a coach at West Essex. Um, I know everything's kind of shut down. There's probably not much you're doing. Uh, what are you doing with this whole COVID thing with your guys and moving forward? You know, it, it's, it's tough. Um, you know, I, I think West Essex, you know, being where we're from, we have that advantage of, you know, I think a lot of guys have that advantage, you know, maybe their parents, you know, a little wealthier than, you know, different parts of the state, which I, you know, I, I do think that helps a lot. So a lot of guys, you know, believe it or not, got gyms in their basement, mats, you know, a 12 by 12 and, and, you know, something to get the job done. But, you know, we just tell the guys, I, I mean, you got to you got to kind of figure it out on your own. Just like, you know, when you're wrestling, you know, I could teach you all the moves in the world. But, you know, if there if there isn't that, you know, you know, that, you know, inside of you that where you're figuring out stuff like, I, I you know, I, it's hard to find the word, but it's kind of like, you know, instinctive almost. You know, yeah. for me, that's that's what wrestling is. For you know, when I found out how to get good, is you know, it's kind of just instinct. You know, pulling that trigger, being able to mentally pull that trigger, and and uh, so you know, we tell the guys, you know, run, lift, you know, do what you can do, man. It's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it's man, tough. I I agree with you there. Uh, can you guys hear me good? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Um, no, bro, like the the during these times kids have to figure it out. Like the good kids are going to figure out how to get better right now, whether it's running, doing conditioning on their own. Like you don't need a coach telling you what to do five days, six days a week. You, sh If you want to be great, if you're 10 years old and 11 years old and you want to be great, I don't, I mean, like it sounds dumb, but you could figure it out. Like I remember being that young and I wanted to be great. And we had, we had the internet then, and you guys have Google. We got Google. Now you got flow wrestling, you got YouTube, like, you could figure out typing how to smart ways to work hard with limited resources or whatever you got. And it's like, there's so much, so much you can do with so little that um, there's really no excuse. And it kind of separates the, the really strong from the, the strong and the strong from the not so strong or weak. And um, we're, we're going to find out who put in the work when this is all done. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's a ton of good guys out there that are like, you know, Oh, I'll take this time to rest my body and, and do that. And, you know, being, being young, I mean, I know for high school, you know, when you're 14, 15, 16, 17 years old, you know, you don't really need rest. You know, your body is running, you know, hundred percent for, you know, 16, 17 hours of the day, you know, definitely when you get in college, you probably need rest just cause that grind. But, you know, high school guys, you know, you should be training, man. You should be training. If you really, want to wrestle at the next level, you, you should be training. I know for me, you know, even in college, it took me a while to figure out, you know, I always, you know, when Goody would say, you know, all right, on your own, I'm like, put me through a practice, you know, put me through this, put me through drills. But at the end of the day, I, I feel like, I, I don't know, Goody, you could speak on it, but 
you know, you kind of wanted me to figure it out on my own, figure out how to push myself. And, you know, that's, that's part of getting to the next level. Well, I think, I think the best guys are self-driven and you learn that you did want to be put through certain aspects of it. And even Anthony's, there were times he'd rather be a little bit more structured, but when you guys really figured it out to know I'm on my own, I'm making the best of this. I want to, you know, the the best guys in the country were self-driven. You guys were self-driven. And that's why when you're self-driven and you're doing things that nobody else is doing without anybody around, without coaches around, you're able to win in big spots. And obviously you guys won in big spots. So that's, that's what I, it's great to be coached all the time, but you can't be that guy that's every single day asking for this, 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 figure it out. And maybe, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sure it brings a burden on you too as a coach, you know, like this freaking guy. You know, not that you know you're there to coach, obviously. It's like this fucking guy's on me. <laughs> Excuse my language. That's all right. This guy's, right. this guy's on me 24-7, you know. Like, come on, man, figure it out. You're an adult. Like you're you know, yeah. you're an adult at that point. Yeah. 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 There's no. a lot. There's a lot of that, but for sure. So. Yo, so do me a favor, because we don't have much time with you here, but bring us back, bring us back to your those tournaments uh, where you were an All-American, you know, All-American as a sophomore, not as a junior, and then boom, as a senior. The first guy, at least in our era, not, you know, Tam Tannis. We were chasing Tom Tannis for a long time, but you kind of broke that door down in in the era that I was coaching, and there was so much said about it. And to be honest, I never thought that year you were going to be that guy, right? Never thought that year. Never. I mean, I, I remember joking around with you all year. And I'll be like, dude, I just need to turn it off for one tournament. Yeah. Like, I just need one tournament. And, uh, you know, the sophomore year was really cool. Uh, you know, there's obviously a video on flow. I remember Ant was in there. I think he was redshirting. But, you know, I remember there's there's two instances I remember. You know, one, the match before EIWAs at Drexel. You know, I, I really, honestly, I was, like, thinking about quitting, man. I, I was just – I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. So I remember going to you. I'm like, yo. Goody, man, I want to be great. Like, you know I want to be great. Like, what do I got to do? And you're like, well, listen, man, like, morning lift and 3 p.m. practice isn't enough. You know, it's just not enough. Like, you know, guys are living in the gym. They're doing their schoolwork. They're living in the gym. So, you know, two weeks, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to live in the gym. And went to EIWAs, had a great tournament, and, you know, put myself in a position at NCAAs where I'm like, all right, I'm just going to let it fly. And, you know, I, I dropped my first match. And uh, I'm wrestling. I'm, I thought I was the worst guy in the bracket. Right? So I'm, wrestling, <laughs> I'm wrestling the Eastern Michigan kid. And I'm like, all right, well, I think this kid might be the worst guy in the bracket. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going, this kid's double-legging me off my feet, right? I'm getting killed. Goody throws. I'm down like like 8-2. Goody throws the brick. He's like, good. I think Leo's in the corner. Leo's like, dude, there's nothing to challenge. He's like, I just want to talk to him. Let's see <laughs> so he's like, dude, do not go into it this tournament. I end up scoring like 15 straight points. And, uh, we, you know, that that night, Goody's in his room alone. I get a text. He's like, yo, come to my room. And he's like, listen, man. He's like, you could do this. He's like, you got Pena, Roger Pena. He's returning two-time All-American. He's like, that's going to be your toughest match. He's like, you get through that. He's like, let's try to catch this guy. He's like, then he's like, he's like, then he's like, he's like, you're probably gonna, he's like, you're probably gonna have Brunson, uh, from Oregon or Illinois. Illinois sorry, Illinois. he ended up being all American, right? Some yep. sometime in his career, and then Nestor in the round of twelve, and Nestor trained with us, and I just felt comfortable wrestling him. Lost to him three times that year, but 
dude, I don't know. It just felt comfortable. And, you know, the way the next day went, I pinned Penn in 10 seconds, <laughs> caught him. <laughs> you know, I caught the next guy in, like, the second period. I did my patent and move getting out of legs. And I ended up majoring Nestor. And it was just, like, kind of like, I was like, damn. Like, I, that, it was, like, kind of easy. But, like, at the end of the day, like, you know. It's so, not easy, you know. You just gotta believe it, really. So that that's kind of that's that's exactly how it went. But when I called him to my room, and it was a totally and it's a great story. And if one day I write a book, this will definitely be in there because I did challenge, I did challenge it. He goes on this run. There was nothing to challenge, and I was just like, "You're not really losing to this guy, right?" Like one of my Goodale's a jerk. <laughs> I can just see, Ross. I want to kill Goodale yeah. while he's wrestling. He ends up yeah. rolling. I hand him his his stuff. Yeah, you. I no, walk you threw it on the ground. That. Across the mat, he's the only guy left in the tournament. (laughs) Through the turnstiles, I'm going through this. I'm not going to have – again, we're not going to have another All-American. I'm going to have to go through a whole year of the scrutiny of all the shit, blah, blah, blah. I walk up into my room. I put the covers over my head. I call my (laughs) wife, and my wife says, you are such a baby. Does Anthony think he can win? I'm like, he can't beat Penna. I know he can't beat Penna. He beat Winston. I'm fighting with my wife. She's in Jersey. I'm in Oklahoma City. And she's like, well, listen, maybe the kid believes it. Maybe you should have a little, a little belief in him. So then I call him because she made me call him. And uh, I said those exact words. And he left there. He's like, I'm going to beat this guy. He leaves the room. And I'm like, he's not beating this guy. You know, that's <laughs> my thought. We walk over. I'm like, yo, man, if you can hit that bottom leg cradle. And we call it a dress yeah. and dump. And Parati was great with it. Hits it. 10-second fall. And then he gets on a roll. And that's truly – Truly what happened. But that phone call you made after the Drexler match, you lost at the rack, was about one in the morning. And it was like, go on these runs. Start running every morning. Just put in time. Put in time. And we went out in Oklahoma. I'll never forget this. You and I went for a run out in Oklahoma City. I don't know if you remember this. You left me. We get over a bridge, and it's a bad part of town. And and I can't run like he can run. This dude's a gazelle because he's training. He's getting ready for this tournament. And I'm out there at seven in the morning, just almost lost. I didn't know where the heck I was. I was probably four miles out. And uh, he circles back to the hotel, and I end up making it back there. And the rest is history. It was great. Yeah, you know, I I tell my guys this all the time. It's and and that phone call, honestly, like it, it, it changed my life. Like, not in a sense, like you know, that moment, but like, it just made me realize, like, being average, like, isn't enough. Like, doing what everyone else does isn't enough. Like separate yourself and i tell my guys that i coach now they're high school guys that you know i'm not here to just you know make you a better wrestler like you know there's moments in wrestling that will change your life and you know i carry that with me every day and you know just you know don't be average like you know simple things like golf like you know it's like you don't want to be that guy that shoots 98 you're like go hit 100 balls a day like, go hit 150 balls a day. And uh, I'm like, all right, that's that's it. That's what it's going to take. I'll do it. It's a lot easier than taking 100 yeah. wrestling penetration shots. <laughs> so, you know, wrestling, you know, that's that definitely, like, has a big impact on my life now. And, you know, and, and you know, going back to that, you know, you know, winning, you know, that tournament. I always – everyone always says they wrestle for their parents. They wrestle for God. And, you know, right there I was like, you know, I want to wrestle for these coaches, man. I'm sick of getting all the them getting all the backlash and like, you know, you guys were like, you know, you know more than coaches, man. It was just a, a unbelievable bond, like friendship wise. And you know, I, I call I could call Coach Pollard any day. It's 40 minutes. You know, I actually was on the phone with Coach Leo yesterday. Yeah. You know, it's it's like you, you can't you don't have to talk to these guys for like 
six months and you get on the phone, you get in person, it's like, you know, you've been friends with them for years. And, and I think, I, I don't know if I would have survived in any, any other program, you know, with different coaches. Yeah. I really don't. So, you know, obviously Rutgers is a special place in my heart. And I, I think it, made a lot of- I think it's interesting, man, that uh, everybody looks at your career and thinks it's all, it's all roses. We had some battles. We had like, you're a stubborn cat. You're a, you're a stubborn cat. We had some battles and, and they were good. They were sure. healthy and that, but that's why the relationship is where it's at now. You know, that's why. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, there were so many ups and downs like that. My, the year after all American was like a complete crap show. Like it was, you know, I would use another word if I could, but it was <laughs> terrible. Please don't. Not please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was not making weight. It was, it was, you know, it was all over the place. And I'm like, dude, you got to reel it in. And, and that next year, you know, it was like, you know, well, I don't know why, I, you know, I wrestled better under pressure and, and, you know, this sounds crazy, but after all American, I'm like, all right, pressure's off. Anthony's coming in, you know, he's going to be the guy, he's going to take care of business. And, and, you know, I was, I kind of let myself go a little bit, you know, I think, and, I mean, it, it happens. I think it happens to the best guys, but, you know, I had good good support on the team and, and good coaches, and we were able to reel it in and really focus in on that summer yeah. going into senior year. But Donnie's like, you want to go up and wait? Like, he's like, you're nuts. He's like, guys, don't go up and wait. I'm like, all right, well, I, I you know, and he was like, you know what, all right. So I remember after every practice, he's like throwing kettlebells in my hand. He's like, you just got to get stronger, like stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's just, it was, it was good, man. It, it was good. It's, well, you, it was a bumpy road, but. You were the leader and you were a part of that. You were a, a part of that. Your year, I say to this day, we had a call again with our team and we talked about team and went around and asked what's the best team. And I've been a part of some really, you know, in high school, the Jackson teams were incredible. And, but that, at yeah. your senior year, that year in Iowa, where we went 10 for 10, uh, there was nothing favorite, like that, man. There was nothing like it. And I know you got hurt in that tournament, uh, but you made it to the semis, but yeah. Anthony won it. And then we had all Hayden Rymack was beating dudes. He had no business beating. But, Mark Martin was the number one recruit in my class yeah. and Hayden Rymack. And Hayden Rymack beat him. So that team my, was the most special. And, and everybody was, I think that's where it really started where with you and Richie and Anthony were kind of trying to outdo each other a little bit, which was great for our room. But then at the end of the day, when we left the room, you guys were an incredible family. At least that's the way it seemed. And it all came together. Uh, at at the Garden, Madison Square Garden, and of course in Carver Hawkeye Arena. So, just a great team. You know, uh, you know what my favorite you know memory of wrestling is, and, and you know all that. You know, I'm not I'm a big team guy. I, I just am. I just love team winning. Uh, just going. We had a Friday Sunday. Ah, uh, we lost them. I wanted oh, that yeah, one. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. You're back. Can your you hear volume, his voice? Hand? Your volume. Your volume. Your volume. Jan? Dang, no voice. Uh, why can't we hear? Uh, we lost him. He'll call back in. Yeah, man. I mean, me and me and Ant were super tight when he was in school. Yeah. And, and just to hear the story of him, all, that All-American run, I, I remember that was like yesterday. And a little more background on top of that. I remember when he lost, when he lost and he had to wrestle that Eastern Michigan wearing his room. He's like, I'm a, he said, I'm gonna fucking lose this match on purpose. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> that was his first instinct. And we don't say that though, right? No, like not in a bad way. Just any kid would. And he's like, you know, yeah. we're not, 
we're like, dude, you're good. This we're saying the same thing. Like, this is the worst kid in the tournament. Like, yeah. you're good. Exactly. You're good. So great. <laughs> you remember that, Ant? <laughs> listen, I was like, listen, I was like, if it was any other person I had to wrestle, I probably would have went over to. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, I can't lose to the Eastern Michigan. <laughs> so real quick, so finish that Friday, Sunday, and we'll let you go. You got to get ready for a golf match. Yeah, so we we go out to Iowa, and I'm thinking of my and that year. You know, we beat Cornell, Nebraska, you know, all these teams. And I'm like, dude, we're going to go in Iowa and beat it. You know, I'm going to win. Anthony's going to win. Billy's going to win. You know, Richie's going to beat Cooper. Uh, you know, Geraldo was having a decent year. I was like, maybe he can hang in with Clark. You know, a couple hours <laughs> later, a couple hours later, we get blown out eight matches to two. <laughs> so, remember, you know, coaches walk in the locker room. It's like they walk in, they look around, and they walk out everyone's heads down. And I remember just talking, I'm, I said one thing, I said, listen guys, we're going back home and we're probably going to wrestle a better team in Nebraska. We're probably, because that year they were loaded. They were good. Loaded. Yeah. And we went home, we had a crazy practice. Uh, we had the hardest practice of the year and it's like, I'm like, what is this guy Goodale doing? Like, <laughs> no, match. Like, I got a match tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like nine pounds, yeah, like, everyone was saying that in the locker room. Like, what the hell was that? <laughs> I woke up that next morning. I'm like, dude, I'm like, we're gonna beat Nebraska today. And, uh, it was, was insane, dude. Insane yeah. beat Nebraska, and I think that was like really, really the turning point uh, of of Rutgers wrestling. I mean, obviously, you had big wins in the past, Virginia Tech, when I was in high school, but you beat a team like Nebraska who year in and year out are just hammers every time, top four, every time. Because yep. they're yep. putting guys out there that can all American. Yep. And, you know, Absolutely. they do a great job. They came in. They got two of the best Jersey guys, obviously, Burroughs and, and James Green, world team, you know, all crazy kind of accolades. And, and, you know, they do a hell of a job out there. Um, and, and anytime you beat a program like that, you, you know you're in the right direction. I think, in my personal opinion. No, that was that was the turning point. And I, we didn't even talk in the locker room. Remember, after Iowa, we went back to the hotel. And we had a huge meeting in the hotel. And I only remember that because Coach Donegan, the soccer coach, flew out with us. Remember? To come to a duel. And he was just like, oh, shit, these guys are nuts. And everything changed after that. Before we got on a plane, guys were waking up, working out. We got back. We worked out. And uh, we beat – yeah, they were number four in the country. And that turned – that really made – I mean, there was a lot, like you said, a lot of big duels. But beating beating Nebraska at the rack, Gravina beating Dudley, you beat Berger, I believe, national <laughs> no, finalist. Beat, uh, Richie beat Berger. I beat uh, – uh, Oh, okay. Who would I beat? Oh, my God. Colburn or something? Yeah, I forget who you beat. Richie beat Berger. Yeah. God. You know, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I, I He was good. He ended up – I ended up wrestling for seven days. Yeah. Anyway, oh, oh Austin Wilson. Austin, Austin Wilson. Wilson. Yep. Pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, he ranked higher than me. I think Anthony majored Abaddon, who was ranked like fifth or sixth in the country. Right. But and yeah. Abaddon, I think, had a win over you, right, Ant? Yeah. yeah he, had like, he had like two or two or three the year before. Oh, wow. Yeah. So everything aligned, man. Everything aligned. We wrestled great in that catapult. We were fifth in the Big Ten tournament, which was we scored over 100 points. That was the best team. Best team I've been a part of, for sure. That's insane. If you if you think about it, like we took that was our second year in the Big Ten. Correct. Yep. Fifth at the Big Ten tournament, it's like, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Uh, and and I, I tuned in before, um, you know, what you guys talked about earlier, the Central Michigan thing. I, 
that that like blows my mind. It, it really yeah. does. And uh, you know, seeing Old Dominion get cut, a program for that's been strong for eighty years, eighty years, and it could go like that. You know, it's, recent it's, All Americans, recent success. Like it's like it makes me think like, how close was Rutgers to just you know getting rid of wrestling? You know, how close? And 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 that now you look at it today, you're you're putting. Relit seven thousand fans in the stands religiously, and, and it's just, it's awesome, man. You got to just, that's, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. It's, it really is. Yeah, man. Listen, man. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ant. No, just being being uh, part of your journey was great. Uh, just like I didn't get to touch while you were t- telling the story of just running down. Just I remember when you beat Nestor Defer to All American. Just like the, that flow wrestling video. If anyone hasn't seen it, should go watch it. I remember like. I felt like I like trucked like the security. I was like, no way I'm getting through swimming <laughs> over, like hopping the fence. And I just remember like we had like six guys just swarm you. And um, it felt that way the whole season, you know, the whole next, the next two, three years we were with each other. And um, like, uh, we definitely trying to one up each other consistently, but we also went home and held each other very accountable. Like, like absolutely. we were both, we were both the kind of guys like that. If you had a bad match, I had a bad match. Like we're going home and we're talking about it. Even though, like, we're not like obsessing over different things, but it's just like we were we were very upfront with each other. Like, dude, you want to do this? Like, we need to we need to go do this, and we need to do that. Like, we need to stop doing this or whatever yeah. it may be. And uh, I think that went a long way in between your sophomore senior seasons. Why you were maybe you lost it a little bit, but that that's why you were able to get back because you knew yeah. you knew you wanted to be great. You knew what you had to do, and just a great story for Rutgers wrestling. And I know you inspired me. Coming oh, yeah. in, man, and I looked up to to you, going to be an All American the first time for Rutgers. I mean, once you once you did that, you set the tone for sure, bro. And I I'm uh I'm definitely grateful for that. And listen, I tell my guys, I'm like never, I'm like just because you're a freshman and, and sophomore doesn't mean that you can't have an impact on the se- juniors and seniors. Because I remember me, you know, I'm lucky. You know, you say that you're grateful. I'm lucky to have someone like you. You know, someone that's younger than me. You know, I was able to look up to what you did because, you know, I'd watch you wrestle. I'm like, this guy makes wrestling look so easy, like so easy. And, you know, watching you in the room, it's there's just an aura around you. And, and you know, it, it's it's something special. And, and I was able to pull from that. And, you know, you never know who you can learn from old, young, your age. You never know. Just if you're a young guy, be open, be open to learn, you know, young, old, just be open to learn. And I think that's what helped me out. I was just able to learn from you and. You know, I think we had a, a special time on, on the banks, and it was a great time, great wrestling. And uh, I'm glad we can learn from each other, man. I'm glad. Yeah. I, I was glad to have me you. Too, it was, took a lot of pressure off me, I'll tell you that. Me too, me too. <laughs> I hope I hope you feel that same aura with me today around the 18th hole. Because <laughs> <laughs> if we lose to Delafob, if you lose to Delafob, right? I know. I'm not. I'm, listen, I'm not worried about Delafob. I'll, I'll let you guys go. I'll yeah. let you guys go. I'm about to get five miles in on a bike. Oh, let's go. Good man. I'll yeah. see you over there around noon. I'll see you, man. And it was a pleasure. Yeah, man. good. Good hearing from me, bro. I got to fight Belmar one yeah, day. Yeah, you do. All right, later, brother. See, see you, buddy. So they asked on here, is he a pork roll guy? I didn't have the guts to ask him he's because got, I love that kid so much. He's got to be a so Taylor Ham. He's got to be a yeah, Taylor he's, Ham. He's too north. If he says Taylor Ham, I'd be crushed. He's too so north. I couldn't even ask him. He's Taylor Ham. I I'm pretty confident he is. I just yeah, I've been that? I've been to his house a couple of times. We got some pork roll slash Taylor Ham egg and cheeses in the morning. The one thing about that dude is uh, he was competitor man. He was a competitor. He was handball, a fighter. Handball with handball him, everything. 
Yeah, it was like Matt Carani on steroids if with yeah. his competitive his yep. competitiveness. And then when Molinero was coaching my freshman oh, year. Oh man. Molinero and Parati and Seidenberg and just you uh, have no idea the anxiety <laughs> I had playing those games. I think that's I why had I, so much anxiety. There was like a year and a half we didn't play. I was like, what's going on? Like we played so much at first, and then it was like we can't play handball anymore. People are taping up their wrists, taping up their thumbs just for handball. Like <laughs> cool, man. We got a we got a guy backstage. Let's uh let's bring him on. We got the one of the biggest Rutgers wrestling fans. Yeah, this is cool. I don't know if people are gonna recognize him. He's gonna What's going on? Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, buddy? Man, I'm hearing all these stories getting fired up. Yeah. I, I <laughs> well with uh, Parati hitting that quick thing and uh, being next to his parents in tears. I was in tears, hugging, lifting each other. But uh, special moments. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you you've been you've been there for every single one of them, so we appreciate that, man. Uh, just uh, what have you been up to? Where are you at with this with this COVID stuff? Where are you at with Rutgers wrestling? And obviously, you're you're waiting anxiously to get back with us. So, how's everything going? And just let our viewers know where you're at. Yeah, so you know, being in the financial industry, obviously, uh, March and April were pretty hairy. But uh, uh, of all things, my business partners. Uh, you know, he was at West Point, wrestled at Army, and uh, we just clicked on that wrestling mentality and uh, a lot of communication. And we were probably uh, had more reps communicating with clients than anyone else. And uh, we got through it well. And uh, so we're still rocking and rolling there. Um, outside of that, just great time with family. And uh, having all the kids on one roof is awesome. So, yeah, I see. But, uh, I see. I see you guys out back building. Uh, I I voted to. I told little Tim, your son, make it a man cave. I don't know what's. I don't know what's going on with that back house. What's that going to yeah, be? I I wanted that to be practical. Store a lot of stuff there, but the the, the scale is starting <laughs> to the other way. So you got other ideas. Last I saw it was carpet in the garage, so I don't know what that's for. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Listen, I wanted to ask you, give me, because everybody knows you as the guy at the rack that starts the RU chant, uh, which we've never had before until you obviously got there, until we started wrestling the rack, so that's been great. Give me your biggest moment, kind of putting you on a spot and in the rack. Like, I know, obviously, you're going to go national championships and being in Pittsburgh, and but, but your biggest moment in the rack where you got that place going, can you remember a time where – that that moment stands out, man. It, you know, I I you're talking about the Nebraska match and uh, when Gravina, you know, pulled that one out. Yeah. It, it was electric, and uh, it didn't need much much to get the chant going there. But people were fired up. But you know, I I, I remember that being a magic moment for sure. For when sure. did you when did you decide I'm going to be the chant guy? When did you decide that? You know. Um, you know, being ADD, I, I, I need a lot of stimulus. <laughs> and it was like one of those moments where it was dull and they're trying to check something out at the score table. And it, it, there was just this lull. And, and, and I'm sitting there on the edge of my seat like, let's go. <laughs> and and it, then it just came out of me. I, I, I just had to look to the stands and going so and you that know, was it. You know it's going. to the point now where our DJ, when you're there, when our DJ will watch you, and if he sees you're starting to get up and go, 
he doesn't play music. He won't play the music to let you go. That's how far this thing has come. Yeah. You know, Linda, Linda was asking me the other day. She, she says, so when, when does this come to yeah. You're 51. When does this end? It's funny, it's probably though, because the athletes at this point look forward to it. Like, recruit, like re recruits, like, are, like, amazed by it. They're like, is that guy here every match? And, like, uh, there's times, like, we go out of bounds. I know as an athlete, I've gone out of bounds. And, like, there's the same row of people you look up and see. And it, it's comforting. And, you know, you're down one, you're up three, whatever the case is. Like, they're like another coach in your ear. Like, let's go. Get back on the line. Like, and then you see those kind of guys walk into the practice room and you create relationships with them. It's just like Rutgers community really goes a long way. I, I love Rutgers for like, for that reason. Um, I feel like not just cause it is close to home. It is another home for me. And I have all that support. And I, I love that. I mean, I love that in high school, I'd had the same feeling, the same kind of fans. And um, it just followed right through from people like you, man, given your effort and given everything you got, to the program it means a lot to people like me and I, I know a lot of the athletes i've wrestled with feel the same way that's awesome anthony and uh you know when it all comes down to it, it it's all about you and your teammates i mean it, it's it's all of you knowing the hard work and dedication you you put into what you do like i i i don't truly know the extent of the grind that it is for you guys but i know it's one heck of a grind and uh when we see you put it all out there on the mat. That, that's what gets us fired up. Uh, it, it's natural emotion. So uh, I, I'm just happy to hear it had that kind of impact on you and others. And I, I've heard similar messages. I mean, uh, I, out of the blue, I got a phone call from Eliezer uh, DeLuca last night, you know, telling me I'm going to be up in your neck of the woods. Yeah. I think he might be up with you and McFadden, yeah. he said. But, uh, uh, you know, just keeping those communications open and, uh, you know, sharing some of the same things. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, well, you've been a huge you've been a huge part of our mentoring program with our SKWC and our guys and uh, just a great ally to have. And no doubt about it. I I could tell you our staff thought about you guys a lot, like thought about you a lot. Right. Because you you've been with us from day one. You've been with us from day one. And then we go to Pittsburgh and uh, you're you're front and center with the flag and your son and and you're watching those matches and, and Anthony wins, Nick wins. And just like we as a staff are like, you know what? These guys are dying for this. Good for them. Uh, they're fired up. They're emotional. Uh, and then we, of course, we have an incredible night that night. So I think about that and I think about how much you guys went through to, and not only your time, but your money, right? All the money you've put into our program for the people who don't know. And Anthony, I'm, I think you know this, but Tim is the guy that, put that sonnet in our, in the new APC. It's his name on that door and his name on that locker room. And because of him, we have that sauna in there. So we are so forever grateful, man. And just glad you've been, a, been able to share in, in some of what has gone on here. And, and uh, we appreciate you. Hey, uh, I appreciate that. Um, my, my, my uh, happy to do it. Yeah. Linda too. <laughs> yeah. Good. Hey, he's uh, still hosting. Donnie's still hosing down that sauna, keeping it yeah, clean. He keeps yeah. that thing so clean. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think Anthony even got up through this whole pandemic. Anthony's been up there and has gotten in there, and uh, yeah. it's in good spot right now. It's doing it's in good. good shape. Yeah, I, I treated her well, washed her down, you know, just had to make sure no, like, no dust was collecting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that, but, Tim, you're the man. I appreciate you calling in. Uh, I'll be up soon, right? We'll get up north soon with Parney and Diamond, and uh, we'll go from there, man.
Sounds good. Sounds good. Great seeing you guys. Thanks, Thanks. Buddy. Thanks. All right. Huge fan, right? He's yeah. a big part of that whole mat, whole match atmosphere for sure. Definitely. And uh, it's like it, people like him are courageous for jumping on board when they did and staying through the process. Uh, we've had many people like him, whether it's just the season ticket holder sitting in the middle of the front, the middle row or middle halfway up, or it's him front and center. They've been so loyal and, uh, you know, we are forever grateful. And they're, we're not lying when we say people are looking forward to guys like him when they come to our match and come to our environment. Um, it's motivating, man. There's times I, I feel like there's times I've picked it up and wrestled harder because you look at those guys in the eyes in random moments and it's just like, I, I, I can't get, I can't give up. There's so many people back in me right now. Like I got to push harder right now. I'm thinking about giving up. What am I doing? Like, it's like, I, it's weird. My, I get fixated on him when we lose a match at the buzzer, right? We lost a couple this year at the buzzer Cornell and, couple others and i look at him in his eyes you could see he's like yeah. he wants to win so bad yeah so but it's cool let listen let's shift gears i want to know about your trip to oklahoma i know the viewers do what how was the training uh how did you feel coming out of it i think you went out there with gilman um i know you went out there with a couple high school kids we can't mention but uh that 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 seemed like a great i mean just watching the technique on flow and watching you guys talk about it is like a wrestling coach's dream. So just why don't you share how that trip was? Yeah, I got uh, involved in it through kind of like this guy, John Morrison, who wrestled for Oklahoma State. And I've had a relationship with him kind of through Corey Cooperman a little bit. And um, so I had that relationship. He put together this little camp with Eric Guerrero. And uh, there was Michigan guys, the two Amin brothers. One I wrestled in college from Michigan at 149. Uh, the other one's going 184 197 for michigan next year and he they both wrestled for san marino a little country in italy um and then they had abinator who was their 184 pounder in college i, I believe and mm -hmm. he wrestles for uh uh i forget what country you lebanon maybe lebanon uh, yeah and then also logan massa and i was working out mostly with amin and massa um i also got my hands on thomas gilman we were out there and he was also at my house uh right before we went out there and we were training so I got some really good sessions with those three guys. Uh, I also got to work with the kid Joe Zargo from Bergen Catholic, who he was good, man. He I never got to feel him, and he was really good. I was impressed for sure. I think Wisconsin, yeah. Wisconsin's got a good one. He's going him. to Wisconsin, yep, yep. They got a good one in him for sure. Um, yeah. But the camp itself was just great, man. The way it was structured, it wasn't much hard live wrestling, but we were definitely sparring and getting after it. But it was yeah. broken down into a couple positions at a time, and – not that he would, uh, Coach Guerrero was giving us certain like moves to work in, but he would give us like two, three, four options and two, three, four defensive options and kind of work offense first, then defense, and then let's put it together and spar this position. And I love doing that, man. I'm more the guy that's like, give me a five minute block of a position and I'll bang and I'm going to try to put my opponent into like into that dark space. And you know, you have that chance when it's kind of like that open a little bit. And you also have a chance to slow it down and and maybe discuss an area you're not comfortable in. And I had great, par great partners out here. The ego, ego wasn't really an issue. You know, when ego gets in the way, it gets really competitive, but everyone kind of let their guard down and just was there to help each other. Uh, even though I'll have to compete maybe against a mean one day, if he's resting 65 kilograms and I'm resting 65 kilograms. Um, it's, it's just to get, to get as good as you can in this sport. For me, one of my purposes is just to be as, as good as I can be like expand my potential to maximize 
everything my body could handle in this sport. And um, not that I have to achieve anything, any great goals or accomplish world championships, but just to be the best I can be in the sport, be the best person I could be outside of it. Uh, that's really the main goal. So who really cares if they're the same weight class, if they're helping me get better than. Yeah. Do, do you, do you feel that's the way wrestling's going now? Right. So much lately, especially last couple of years, it's been a lot of rivals, right? Rivals kind of wrestling and working out with each other and getting together and, and communicate, which I think is great. It's great for USA wrestling. I don't know. I don't know if the Russians do that. I don't know if the Iranians do that, but you think that's the way the sport's going, at least in our country, a little bit more of that. I think a little bit more like mini camps like that probably. And I think people that, uh, live the, this kind of lifestyle of like being fit and just want to be healthy and wrestling's their outlet for that. I, like someone like me, honestly, like this is just what I do. If rest, if there's no Olympic or world competition, I think I'm still going to want to go get an hour scrap in and learn technique. It's just, for me, it's like a purpose that I could serve and I could help younger athlete, younger athletes with it and mentor them in this way. Um, and it's really not all about just trying to get a competition date and compete, which is, it definitely helps. And I, I want to be competing as soon as I can. And I'm looking forward to competing. And I've, I've had opportunities presented to me about competing very soon and I'm trying to take them up. But, uh, at the end of the day, it's like, this is what I do. And, uh, I think this, this COVID thing and this being in quarantine makes, makes you realize and appreciate the sport a little bit more than just trying to win a title in it. So I look at someone like a mean, uh, who you've, beat every time right it was uh he gave you a little bit of fits here and there but i just think i see him getting way better do you see you see that trend in a lot of guys like when their college days of competing are over and you're like well that dude's never really gonna that's it he's done wrestling the next thing you know he's in a wrestling for a different country and yeah. he's doing well it seems like he's doing really well yeah he's getting wins over guys that maybe once we're ranked in the world are ranked and he's definitely had yeah. great wins and place going two and two three and two at some really good tournaments even placing at some and um in my opinion it, i don't want to come off the wrong way but college wrestling is a lot harder to go through than international wrestling and senior level wrestling it's a lot easier to maintain it's a lot easier to maintain that energy and excitement about the sport when you're done with the college system not not having to do tutors classes mandatory private or mandatory lift wrestling and feel like you have to do extra on top of that when you're a senior level international athlete, you, not that you do what you want, but you might have three or four practices a week that you have to go to. And outside of that, you kind of, if you want to work out more, you go lift or do what you want to do. If you, if you don't, you don't. And uh, maybe someone like him, he's benefiting from that kind of system moving forward. I'm not saying he's lazy at all. He worked, he worked hard. He worked very hard. I'm not saying yeah. I wasn't trying to say that, but I think the college, sure. the college system just wears guys down mentally and and they can't perform maybe to their potential and we see it all the time at Rutgers we get the, we've gotten the best recruits that you could think of and sometimes they don't pan out yep no there's no doubt it's a different I always say this it's like a different sport right and I wish and we've tried really hard like the the college coaches have tried at least our staff have tried really hard to incorporate all that rest and and let you relax a little bit and kind of and do some days on your own. We talked about that with Parati a little bit, but it's hard, right? With the, with the scheduling and you need to be in a class, you need to be at a tutor, you need to be with your team a little bit. So it is hard. And it just seems like guys are getting better when they're done with, and maybe it's a change of scenery. I know he stayed at Michigan, but there's all these mini camps. 
We've seen James Green now leave Nebraska to go to Virginia Tech. That kind we've of shocked Gilman. me a little bit. But yeah, yeah. So we've seen Gilman leave, and uh, you know maybe it's a change of pace, uh, and that's why we have to keep bringing guys in for you, so you keep feeling. I have it different here. It's different today than it was yesterday because I think that's super important. Well, the biggest thing, two big things I took out of this trip, similar to going to visit Oklahoma State and Oklahoma University when I was 17, 16, is I don't want to be there more than four days. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Different environment, different culture. Not, I loved it. They treated me super well. Great hospitality, yeah. great training. Just not my, not my speed, not for me. I just feel uncomfortable a little bit. Just not home. Uh, for me and you know that was a big part of my college decision and to be honest it was good re reassurance just be like you know I'm in the right spot for me I love being in New Jersey I love Rutgers and this is just who I am this is home for me um, and the other part of it just being with some of the high school athletes I've been working closer with just I I didn't realize sometimes how hard it could be as a coach to like give your honest feedback you know when you're really close maybe like I'm really close with some of my athletes I'm working with and I found it very difficult at some of these practices when I saw them maybe not give their best effort or break a little, like just to be like, dude, that sucked. Or like that stunk. Like I, it was, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. it was hard to get over that hump. And uh, I had a really good coaching lesson, just not, I was working and, and the whole time, but there was moments where the senior level guys like me and Gilman were able to look over the high school guys. And this athlete, this athlete like kind of had a, great practice but then at the very end there was this challenge and he kind of broke down a little versus one of the better guys and not let the guy want win or anything but he just didn't give his maximum effort it was pretty obvious he was kind of frustrated with the rules of the game that was going on and i was just like i knew he was upset already emotional and i just kind of said good job like good great practice like kind of cheering him up and gilman comes up to me and looks me in the eyes and he's like do not tell him he did a good job that that like stunk like he broke like that was a terrible job and like loud enough where the kid heard but he didn't know what he said and i was like gee i was like geez like i don't know <laughs> i was like i don't know if i could uh go tell him yeah like tell him that well as coaches as coaches you always kind of want to say the right thing especially to end the practice right but yeah. he's right man when you kind of like give him a false sense and you're basically lying to him it wasn't a good job you know and those the best guys accept that criticism and you know move on from it and the guys that are babies uh screw this coach screw yeah. that and you never want that so you kind of it's a fine line there's no doubt about it yeah so gilman ended up going up to the kid telling him himself and he he was a little mean about it but then the kid was upset dealing with it gilman goes to shower gilman comes back out i'm talking with him trying to talk not off the ledge just being like you know we, you got to he's right. Like you got to push through these kind of feelings. Like this is, you break through this wall once and it's over. You're going to be great for it. Like it's going to be a lot easier. Gilman comes out and kind of like, he's like, Hey, can I talk to you? And brings him aside, has this great, like 10, 15 minute talk with a kid. He barely knows about just getting over that moment and in a good way, in a good encouraging way. And it was just good to see him. He went like bat really bad cop to like really good cop in the matter of 10 minutes. And it's like, in my head, I was like, I need to be a little bit more like that with my athletes. If I wanted to want to really get them to the next level, it was, it was encouraging for me to see. That's pretty cool, man. Those guys obviously, especially those high school guys had an incredible experience. Clearly. Yeah. Uh, we got a question here. Who's the nicest current day USA wrestler. Nicest. You've been around a lot of them. Nicest as in like night. You think nice, like, I guess I'm assuming nicest person. That's okay. the nicest guy. Uh, there's a lot of nice ones, man. A lot of guys are really nice. 
like Jordan Burroughs is super nice, but he's got that Jersey attitude a little bit if you don't know him well. But like in my mind, he's super nice. I think some people see him as chippy sometimes, but he's super nice. Yeah. Nick Nick Wisdowski, the heavyweight, super, super nice. Kyle Schneider, kind of like an angel, but um, but he kind of in my in my opinion, kind of goes to in his own like he's got his own lane, he kind of goes down. So it's like yeah. he's very nice, but he stays in a circle. Um I think Nick Wisdowski is probably one of the nicest on the that number one squad. That senior level group. Yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. They're all you're right though. They're all they're all good dudes. I think I think people get this because we're wrestlers. Everyone I, I obviously we're super competitive, but we're kind of like jerky and I don't want to say thugs. That's not the right word, but you know what I mean? Like just uh barbaric in a way. Even even educators think that way. Oh, he's a wrestler. These some these are the, like the nicest people you ever want to be around. Like yeah. I mean, yeah. I know you train with a lot of them. You're on Scrap Life with a lot of them, but I think of like Yanni and Zane. I, I think they're good. Dude. I mean, they're so they're, 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 they're great kids, great people, great kids. Nice, Bryce people. Meredith, great kid. I mean, All those dudes I mean, are like they're not kids anymore, but they're just great. In my, yeah. I, I think about wrestling Zane as a kid, and even when I was nine, ten, eleven, he allowed me to come train with him at camps at Penn State at Chertow uh church out it was at state college not at penn state but we'd let, like it was right by penn state college and um we'd go to church out camps in allentown and they're just they were great people joey mckenna trained a lot with they're all great people like i actually when i went to oklahoma eric Guerrero said to me when i was leaving he's like you were the you were the total opposite of what i thought you were gonna be and i was like what do you mean and he's like yeah. he's like i don't know i just like jersey kid like your thing's mobbing, you know I mean? you're shooting down Oklahoma State guys. I'm like, yeah, like, I mean, like, I don't, hey, I'm not a bad person. I just, <laughs> like, like, he just thought I was going to, he, he almost thought I was going to be problems for him as I was out there. And he's like, you're total opposite. Let me drive the car the whole time to rent the car. It was just like, it was very, very good change, I think, for both of us just to see maybe some kids from Jersey get that in their lives and for us to be exposed to them. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Are there any, uh, Anything else planned? What is your plan now going forward? I mean, we're starting to get clearance. Our guys are starting to work out, which is good. Coaches aren't allowed to be around, so you'll probably be a big focal point in that, training with our guys. Uh, still can't use the facility, but is that your plan now? Just keep keep training, keep getting better, keep coaching a little bit? I'm just going to open it up at this point, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm just going to go train and get back into a steady schedule. It was kind of not sporadic at all, but like – wrestling workouts came as they came uh that like like if someone wanted to work out i would make it happen in my basement or we'd we'd find space somewhere in someone's home gym or something but um at this point i went to oklahoma on the plane i traveled back you know i trained with random kids like at this point i'm I'm just gonna let it rip get it get back to a schedule get to a lifting schedule find places to wrestle there's a lot of partners i mean today i'm meeting up with like sammy sasso and david mcfadden and we're gonna scrap a little bit leazar as well so it's like just the connection in the wrestling world, opening my networking up, up a little bit. This is the hottest place. And this like square hundred miles around us right now is the hottest hundred mile, hundred square miles um, almost anywhere in America. You know, we got Pennsylvania, you got Jersey, you got kids from New York. We could, we could do a lot just in our area. Um, not that you shouldn't go to trips. Like we went to Oklahoma it was great, but we could have those, those kind of things right here in our backyard as long as they're safe to do, or we'll have yeah. private groups for now and just find a way to kind of get it done. 
Yeah. And I think our guys are going to do more of that and just kind of spread it all across Jersey and use the clubs for now until we get clearance. And who knows when that is, but I think it's coming pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, anything else, man, anything else, anything else we should touch on before we sign off here? This was pretty good. That went really, really fast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was- <laughs> and we missed, Sammy was supposed to call in and I guess he's still sleeping. He's not up yet. Yeah. So. I got no answer. Maybe he was upset. We got to explain to him the rules. We can't be posting about him coming on. Maybe he doesn't understand that. He got a little upset. Maybe. Yeah. But. I don't know. He's, he's usually not like that. So well, uh, hopefully, we'll see. hopefully he's just sleeping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. But we'll get him on. We'll get him on next week. Cause it'd be cool to have, yeah. Maybe get a couple of our guys on just to, shoot it with him a little bit, but yeah, yeah let's get him on. What do you guys got going this weekend with Mikey and Jalen? Uh, nothing really. I, I can't think about anything. I don't even have plans mm-hmm. after today. I have no plans. I'm doing a uh, Mario Mason's kind of show on Instagram today. Later on, you, you know, we're going to dissect two matches, talk about them. I, I, I think I'm just going to go in blind and not watch the matches. Joey McKenna is like his co-host. So I said, I said, put the match of, that he beat me in the national finals. That's fine. We'll talk about that. And then one of the matches from Micah Jordan of last year. So uh, th- that should be a good experience. We'll talk a little bit about that. You know, yeah. I was a little hesitant, honestly, to take that. You know, I, I a little bit of me gets self-conscious. Like, I don't – it's like I don't even like watching myself wrestle or talk in general. And now I got to, like, put that on Instagram. Like, that's tough. That's tough for me. Uh, That'll be a cool experience. So that's pretty cool to break down a match and – and what were you thinking at this point? And then yeah. you guys, are, of course, are going to talk technique, yeah. which will be super cool. Yeah, and uh, it'll be cool because me me and Joey will both be talking about it, and we both wrestled in that match. So, uh, yeah, it'll be cool. I, I, I've, seen, cool. I've seen Joey and Mario every week and Wednesday. I do a Bible study with those guys. Nice. So I'm on with them. We don't necessarily kind of talk to each other, but we're on together. And uh, they seem like they're doing really, really well. And I know Mario's doing good with this this format he's using. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. I think uh Flo was giving him some backlash about using videos from them. So uh oh, he's just got to navigate the waters, navigate the yeah. waters. You know, everyone's got rights to something in these days. You know? yeah. I've been, I've been like doing the little workout videos a couple of weeks back and the one I posted, like immediately they were like, you didn't get permission to use the song. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, it's like, don't, don't you want your song on there? Kind of thing. Like, but you know, that's it's crazy. The world we live in. World we live in right now, man. Well, great show, dude. It was awesome catching up. Uh, I'll be in touch with you the next couple of days, give you a schedule where our guys are going to be at. Yeah. And then I'll have you uh, have you kind of orchestrated a little bit. At least sure. I'll reach out to you this way I'm out of it. For sure. And uh, good luck today. You know, rip it, no. rip it up. <laughs> Start to get nervous. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You got to perform, especially you got your athletes coming up, some of your former athletes coming. You probably feel a little bit you have to perform those days where you got me or you got Parati, Deli coming. You're like, I, I kind of brag about this at practice kind of thing. Like, I got to yeah, – I, I play gotta, with uh, you guys enough. Yeah, I play with you enough. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was speaking – Vinny Santanello came over and dropped off a uh, plant for me, for my dad. And he's like, he's like, you golf, you're golfing a lot, huh? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, Anthony. Anthony says he plays with you, meaning you. And he goes – He's like rough. He's rough around the edge. He's good. He always gets a good score, but he's not, it's not fluid. He's like, he said, I said, he said that about me. <laughs> I was like, he's kind of right. He's kind of right. I score, but it's not real fluid. It's not real pretty. And then I'm thinking, you know, Vinny's probably just throwing out in there to get under my skin a little bit. No, so. it's just, 
he had a point to reference, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's all good. Yeah. But listen, dude, enjoy your weekend. Awesome show. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks to Mouth Cheers Sports to for the mugs. Yep. Thanks for the mugs, boys. Sweet mug. And we'll uh nice and deep. We'll talk soon, right? Yeah, sounds good, man. All right, man. See ya. See ya.